Special episode of the Rookie Big Board. I am your host, Matt Hicks, joined by the Dynasty crew here. We got Anthony Corrente, Eric Adams, and Ryan Searfoss here for our first ever award show wrapping up the 2023 season. Guys, it's still a working title. I think we're gonna call this the Biggies. What any uh we want to workshop this? How do we feel about the biggies? <laughs> Okay, we call it the Biggies this year, and then next year we call it the Notorious B.I.G.s. Yeah. And the year after that, we call it the Biggie Smalls's. I don't think he has any other. Oh, then after that, we call it Puff Daddy. That's not. I'd like that. Then we. I'd like to suggest if we could, uh, like, come up, come up with a graphic where we use like the old '90s Wendy's stuff, Biggie size it. We always switch the left. I like the. I like the Wendy's thought. Had not had not considered that route for this. Look, the people are getting a peek at how the, how the sausage is made right here. You know, <laughs> giving them the good stuff. <laughs> All right. So we have uh, 10, 10 awards to give out here tonight. The way it works is Eric, Aunt Ryan, and myself all submitted one nomination. Uh, much to Ryan's chagrin, there were rules. Uh, so no, no double nominations Ew. here. Um, and then we went and we put them all in the Rookie Big Board Discord and the patrons voted on it. So we'll each say our nominations for each award, but the winner was voted on by the Rookie Big Board patrons. If you want to be a part of the Rookie Big Board Discord and get access to the Rookie Big Board itself, updated 47 finished rookie scouting reports now, over 120 rookies up to date, all the draft declarations. You can head on over to patreon.com slash board and get prepared to turn around your uh, dynasty teams now that it's officially the off-season, boys. Uh, but let's go ahead. Let's start with the first category here. Where, um, we're going to start with, with the rookie awards. There's five rookie awards and five veteran awards. So starting with the rookie awards here, the late-round star. All right, so we're counting this as anyone with like a mid-second or later ADP. And Eric, we'll let you uh, give your nomination first. Uh, so I picked Josh Downs. Uh, I understand he is probably not winning the category because you guys picked definitely better players. But I wanted to give Josh Downs some credit. Uh, I think he had a better year than I expected in his uh, first rookie season. I think he's about I think he's about mid 700s for yards or mid 600, somewhere around there. That's good. That's good going into year two. Uh, and even Richardson before he got hurt, you know, got some. Uh, Got some chemistry with him, so I feel good about Josh Downs, and he's my nomination. All right. Ant, who's your nomination? I went with uh, Teeny Tiny Tank Dell. He, in 11 games, went over 700 yards, over 15 yards per reception, seven touchdowns. He was going in round three, round four of some rookie drafts at some point in the offseason. You're happy if you drafted Tank. Yeah, the average weight on this nomination category is pretty small, I'm noticing now as we're going through it. Uh, Ryan's going to be the outlier, though. Ryan, your nomination for the late-round star? 
I'm bringing out the size here because we put the one rule here that Puka Nakua was just not allowed to pick them this because it was just such a layup. Yeah, in this category. Yeah, yeah like, no, I, I feel like there was a no Puka rule. <laughs> yeah, separate yeah, separate segment. Yeah, there's a <laughs> it was an understood rule that there's a different award for Puka. He can't win them all. Yeah, I, I feel like people should know that so they don't think like there's something wrong with us forgetting about him as late round pick. Uh, <laughs> but I'm that's good now. preference. They're like, they're like, how are these morons forgetting him? Um, no, but mine's Rasheed Rice. He's he started out pretty slow to start the season, and as Patrick Mahomes realized, all of his wide receivers are garbage. Rasheed Rice was the only shining object in it. He finished the season with uh, seven straight games with over uh, fifty yards in all of them. He was averaging between eight and nine tar- or eight to twelve targets in every game up to week seventeen. He was being highly involved in the offense, and you saw that trust with him, Mahomes, coming. And he finished in the top 20 receivers this year. So he finished as a wide receiver, too, in PPR. I do think uh, Rashi Rice didn't get enough credit. Uh, he started to get it towards the end of the season, but he definitely deserves more credit. So, Ryan, I'm glad he's your nominee. Uh, I nominated Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed finished Love just that. outside of that. He ended up PPR wide receiver 28, but I think the vast majority of that was the last month, month and a half of the season. So he really came through in terms of actual fantasy value. Uh, and I think he's a big reason that, you know, Jordan Love started to really kind of put it together consistently. But we'll get we'll get to Jordan Love uh, later on in the episode. He's nominated for another award. Uh, but without further ado here, gentlemen, uh, I should have had Anthony play some, uh, you know, some celebration. Oh, yeah, we should have got award music. Some award music. Oh, we'll have you all work man. on that here. Uh, but the winner here for late round star is overwhelmingly Tank Dell. Tank Dell was the uh, favorite in the patron discord here. I would say doing some quick math here, about 40, 45% of the vote here went to, to Tank Dell. And second was Rashi Rice. Third, Jaden Reed and uh, Josh Downs dead last as Eric suggested he might be, but he played, he, he didn't play in as many games, Eric. So it was a good nomination. All right, moving on to the second category here, potentially my favorite category. We're calling this the biggest sham award. Okay. Um, and this is going to be, you know, we're not just trashing on fantasy players here. So we made the rule for biggest sham, biggest disappointment. We're making it a personal miss. So it was a guy who we were high on. That didn't quite live up to our expectations. Uh, so, Eric, I'll let you go first again. Cedric Tillman, man. Oh, boy. I I love Cedric Tillman coming out of Tennessee. I'm still hopeful, but in Cleveland, uh, especially with Flacco, uh, watching that last game, he's making – he's just – he's he's a rookie. He's a – it's that's the nicest thing I could – the nicest way I could kind of go about that. He's just not quite ready – uh, to be thrust into that type of spotlight, especially with Cooper out, he had the opportunity, and it's just he is—he's just not ready, just not ready yet. Uh, he's probably my biggest miss this year. Yeah, and if you can't perform with an elite quarterback like Joe Flacco, it's just <laughs> exactly—it's—it's—it's <laughs> it's, it's t- it's tough to see a, a light at the end of it. All right, and who's your nomination for biggest sham? We have back-to-back tanks. It's going to be Tank Bigsby for me here. Um, I like Tank Bingsby a lot coming in, and I thought he would have a real role in the Jacksonville backfield. I thought 
that there was an easy path to him getting, you know, not all of the work, but like sizable timeshare work in Jacksonville. Uh, he only had 47 attempts for 116 yards, two touchdowns. He averaged two and a half yards per carry. I mean, not good, not great for, uh, for Tank Bigsby. Hopefully there's time for him to turn it around. I still think he's a good player, but we'll see. But uh, not not looking great in the short term. A lot of folks were scared off of uh, Travis Etienne. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. When he finished as a top uh, five running back, I believe. Somebody on the show uh, wasn't. I didn't All right, uh, Ryan, noted lover of this player. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and give us your biggest sham nominee. Let's not say love. I liked, like, he was my wide receiver four or five before the season, but Quentin Johnston, man, he disappointed beyond belief. Like, he couldn't produce with Justin Herbert. We're talking like a real elite quarterback. We thought with injuries with Mike Williams, Keenan Allen being beat up at some points that he would step up. Nope, nope, he didn't. He was terrible. Uh, For people who like analytics and like looking at that, he was 63 third in the league in contested catches. So in contested catches, what he was supposed to be good at he only caught 33% of the balls thrown his way in contested situations. So 50-50 man was a 33% man. He got no separation. He was 75th in the league in that. He was just bad. And I don't see any, I don't know how he recovers from this year with the drops, not getting open. If you can't produce in an offense that scores that much and it's always throwing. Oof. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'll tell you, he did live up to my expectations of him. <laughs> what? But he was—he was still right. worse than your expectations. He was worse than your expectations. Was still worse even than if my you, expectations. even if you were the lowest of the general public on him, he disappointed you. That's true. That's a really good point. Um, and I'll you know wear my L as well. I have Jalen Hyatt for this. There was just. There was, I don't, I don't know. It's like he wasn't even on the offense, guys. I mean, he would pop up in flashes every now and then, but clearly he didn't earn the trust of the coaching staff. I understand the quarterback situation was uh, pitiful at best. I mean, you know, you can only do so much when a, when a cold cut is throwing you the ball, but it was, uh, it was, it was a non-factor here for Jalen Hyatt this year. And I certainly thought of him higher than a non-factor, but I don't know, guys. I don't think there's too much drama for this one here. The overwhelming winner of biggest sham with every vote but one is going to be Quentin Johnston. <laughs> Quentin Johnston needs to hold this one, right? We'll give him this. He gets the sad trombone. There we go. He was ready with the soundboard. All right, this one's a little it, bit closer, and I think this one's fun. We're going to do our favorite future breakout. So a rookie who we're expecting to break out next season Eric, your nominee. My agenda is thriving. Demario Douglas. Been on it all year. And I'm sticking through it all the way through to 2024. Uh, He's been been good this year. He's, I I have hopes for him being uh, the next great Patriots slot receiver. You know, he gets open. That's something that the other guys don't know. They don't really have a clue on how to do that. So that's good. Um, probably the only guy in the Patriots offense, maybe other than Ramondre Stevenson that I feel good about tomorrow, Douglas people 2024. See you then with a new quarterback and hopefully a new coaching staff. I like it super cheap. I mean, you could still get them for, I think like nothing in most leagues. So mm-hmm. you're doing some, some early off season shopping. I think tomorrow Douglas is a, is a good place to go. All right. And, uh, Todd, oh, I mean, you're nominee. My guy is Tajay Spears for favorite future breakout. Um, 
he was good in terms of being a receiving back this year. He had 67 targets, 49 catches, 344 yards. Um, good. Is that a real game. stat? He had 69 yeah. targets. I yeah, did not. He know did. That. That's he a surprise. He, did. he was. He was 11th in receptions for running backs, 14th in receiving yards for running backs, seventh in targets. Um, it's I would bet on Derrick Henry not being there. I think Tajay Spears gets a lot more work next year, and I will be doing some some early offseason shopping before the price inevitably rises on Tajay Spears. Yeah, that's a good call. I would buy Tajay Spears now and sell him before the Later. season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, don't even let him get to a game. I feel like you could turn, like, at least a round of, of rookie pick profit off that. I don't doubt that at all. All right, Ryan, you're I, – I love Ryan's nomination here. I'm all in support. Yeah, I'm taking Marvin Mims Jr. It was so bizarre this year because we saw the flashes earlier than almost any other rookie in the, in the second, third game of the season where he had two top 24 finishes. He was a legit deep threat, but – that Denver air just has everybody hot and cold and doesn't know what it's doing. Like everybody there is inconsistent, but we're going to see new quarterback play next year. We're going to see possibly the fall of Jerry Judy opening up things for him. I like what we saw on the flashes and a big play receiver like him always has a spot in the NFL. I think we can see that from Mims. Yeah. I had Marvin Mims typed in and then I deleted it just because I'm so worried about Sean Payton, but I, I, I regret my job. I think Marvin Mims is a good selection. You, you took the easiest choice. I did take the easiest choice. And I think we're going to split this category because I do feel like this is kind of a cop-out. It was kind of a cop-out choice. But I, I did nominate Anthony Richardson uh, because we technically didn't get a breakout. I just want to make sure folks haven't forgotten. Like That's Anthony fair. Richardson, when he was healthy and balling out, was, was quickly going to be in, in like the top QB6 conversation. And it cooled off real quick because of the injury. And if you just have that opportunity now that the season's over, right? People are going to kind of forget a little bit before trades ramp up, you know, in your leagues. They kind of that time to, to you know, forget about everything else. If, if you could get Anthony Richardson at even somewhat of a value or even a slight overpay, I still think it's a smart thing to do. Um, so that's why I nominated Anthony Richardson. Uh, like Ryan said, it was a little bit of cheating. He did win this award. But we're going to split the award with Tajay Spears because he had the second most votes and he's probably a little bit more in the spirit of the category here. That, I would have voted for the Tajay Spears one. I like that one a lot. I like all these guys. I think all four of them. Yeah. Same. I like all of them too. They have a very yeah. good future. Yeah. All good buys. All let good let buys. the record Maybe show. Maybe just the preview of a future uh, episode for you guys. You can dig into this more. Eric is going to get to pull really early Demario Douglas receipts. When next season happens, like <laughs> really early receipts. Hey, I'll brother, tell you I'm what, if you, if you hate it on Demario Douglas, you just wait because you're going to get a comment from Twitter user X4937228. I would never be a random number letter combination. Come on. I, that's I'm not no, a that's what I want you to be. That's definitely what you are now. Eric 4012569243. <laughs> Whatever you say, first name, last name, bunch of numbers. I cannot be that guy. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, next category here. This is a contentious one. Uh, I this think is this so is hard. This is really the uh, this is the juicy one here for rookies. This is the most valuable rookie. So basically the MVP, but for rookies. All right. 
the nominees, Eric, begin with CJ Stroud. Um, just incredible year. I, I, <laughs> even the person who is the highest on CJ Stroud, I feel like did would not have seen this coming be, just because of what Houston had going into the year. Uh, you know, the breakout of Tank Dell was very welcomed. Nico Collins is a stud now. Um, you know, Demeco Ryan's has the, the whole team playing well. They're they're on the up, the Texans, and it's largely because CJ Stroud is just a baller, just an absolute baller. So uh, he's he's the nominee to start. Yeah, my favorite CJ Stroud stat: twenty-one touchdowns to five interceptions. It's it can't be overstated how impressive that is for any rookie. But then let me give a critical look at the offensive line that he started behind, and the weapons. I mean, he's elevated the weapons to make them seem really good. But if when we were looking at the beginning of the year, we were like, this guy is toast, right? So he's he did a phenomenal job. Also did a phenomenal job is uh, Ant's nomination here. Yeah, I had to give it to uh, Jameer Gibbs. And shout out to the Detroit Lions for figuring out the way to use Jameer Gibbs. Like, uh, Jameer Gibbs has been great this year. He's got a chance to go over 1,000 yards on the ground. He's got 915 and 9 touchdowns. I think what's probably most exciting is, like, the receiving work was good, but not, like, crazy, out-of-this-world, unsustainable. Like, I think there's room for the receiving work to go up. Um, and he still got 70 targets, 52 catches, 316 yards. So I think Gibbs is a, a locked and loaded top end running back for a long time. Running back eight on the season in PPR formats, higher than the consensus running back one by four spots. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, who do you got? Uh, I went a little bit lower down the ranks because he's got a little more value in rookie drafts, which I think – that and how he performed in his very few games in the field with only nine games in the field is Devin A. Chain. In nine games, he saw 930 yards and finished as PPR running back 24. Uh, he was number one in yards per touches this year. His yards created was number one. He was explosive. His one game where we saw him get 18 carries, he had 200 yards. He just had a 100-yard game in the fantasy football championships for most people. He is absolutely explosive on the air, and we get a full dose of him. It's on, but it's that late. It's that late season run for him that really sealed the deal for me. In points per game, he was running back four, Dude, that's and crazy. tied tied with the exact same number of points per game as his teammate Raheem Mostert, who we're going to talk about later. Isn't that a crazy He's, stat? That is crazy. It's insane, and he was forty six for shot snap sharing the lead for running backs. Like he was not, he was barely getting touches and he lit it up like that. All right. My nominee here uh, is Sam Laporta. And I got to tell you guys, like I back in, I don't know, September, October, I was telling people like, guys, this, this tight end at Iowa, he's like kind of fun, you know, like he's, he's versatile. He's a good pass catcher. Uh, you know, just keep an eye on him. Maybe he'll be like, he'll go in like the third round or something. And then he gets there on draft night, goes what? Basically, it was early second round, right? He was in the 40s or something like that. And I was like, what is Dan Campbell doing? Like, he took him way too high. And then, guys, he finished as PPR tight end one because Travis Kelsey was struggling and, and Hawkinson got injured with that extra game. Sam Laporta was tight end one. 
Uh, now he's got a strong argument to be dynasty tight end one. We've never seen a tight end rise in value that quickly. Like, it is actually amazing. If you have Sam Laporte on your roster, he's one of the most valuable pieces you could have right now. A young, productive tight end that looks like he's going to hold that production. That's that's valuable. All right. Yeah. No. Oh, you wanted to jump in on that? Yeah, I was just going to say, it's kind of crazy how fast he's went from being like, yeah, we're all excited to, is he Dynasty tight end one? Like, <laughs> it, right. the, the rise has been nuts. Did he, he break the rules I got yelled at for that Did I had he... marked down that made me change? Because <laughs> you also had Laborda? Yeah. Oh, because you copied? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, That's break... plagiarism. <laughs> Did he break yeah. Pitts' record? I'm not, in sc- I'm not in schools. Whose record, Eric? Kyle Pitts, did he break the rookie tight end receiving record? Kyle Pitts had a record? I thought Kyle Pitts set the record, or did he come in second? For the rookie Pitts had over 1,000 yards in his rookie year. It's it's like yards. He only has 860? Um, no, it's still Mike Ditka's record. Oh. Yeah, I think Pitts came close to Ditka. What, he comes in like 40 yards? God. Yeah, 1,076 uh, to 1,026. Where's Laporta yeah, going into this weekend? Laporta is nine touchdowns, and I don't Laporta's think fifth right now. Uh, Eight sixty. He ain't gonna get out unless he has a two hundred some yard game. Go Does off, Kyle Pitts have nine awesome. career touchdowns? <laughs> he might not. Probably. Honestly, probably he might. I don't think so. <laughs> no, he doesn't, guys. He has six career touchdowns. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, we will get to why that is soon. Soon, it's coming. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we will. We will. All right. So the winner here of most valuable rookie is CJ Stroud. Stroud takes it home pretty comfortably, but Laporta was a was a was a comfortable second, and no, no votes for Achain. One vote for Gibbs. Uh, really? All right. And as we alluded to here, uh, we have uh, some nominees here for best overall rookie. It's our final rookie category. So guys, we'll lightning round this. If we want to just go around the room here and say our nominee for best overall rookie, Eric? Puka Nakua. Oh, great. Good one. Good one. And? Uh, I went ahead and went with Puka Nakua. Oh, okay. Nice. Nice. Ryan? Uh, Puka Nakua. Not, okay. I also <laughs> I also went with Puka Nakua. That's, uh, <laughs> that's four for four. He got 100% of the vote in the Discord as well. Would you believe it or not? I mean, do we even have to comment on this? I don't, think, I don't think so. Like, what's left to say? He's great. <laughs> he has broken the rookie receiving record, correct? No. Come on. Give me one of these. No, I don't They're think close. so. All right, because Jamar has it, right? It's like 1,400 something? No. He's Puka he has, has like 1,445. Has Puka passed it? Puka has he's 100, He's 147 yards short. No uh, way. Who I'll tell you what. Only 1,445 yards. I mean, what are we doing here? Come oh, on, he, grow up. He's cl- actually, he's closer than that. He is. I could have sworn he's like he, 30, he needs like twenty. He's at fourteen forty-five. The records fourteen fifty. Right. He's ten yards short of Jamar Chase. Oh, so he's going over. Yeah, that's the right. Some dude, actually, no, fourteen seventy-three and nineteen sixty by Bill Groman. Bill Groman, you're falling this weekend. For the uh, shout out, he's the Oilers. You're going down, Bill Groman. Oh, I think the Rams clinched, so I don't even know if they're going to play him. 
Oh, come on. Sean McVay. Uh, we like Favre. Oh, Play really your guy. <laughs> I don't think they clinched. I think they have a playoff berth clinched. Uh, I could be wrong. I saw the I X near their name. I think they clinched. Oh, all McVay. right. Come on. We could sing Puka's praises all day. Uh, <laughs> but we should move on to what are supposed to be the veteran awards. A couple people missed that uh, clue here. <laughs> With their first round of nominations, but these are technically the veteran awards. Uh, And we're going to start here with most underappreciated veteran. Eric, why don't you go ahead and give us your uh, veteran nomination? Well, this is a rookie tight end, so uh, (laughs) he performed like a veteran. There you go. Uh, Don Kincaid, I don't really care about the rules here. Ryan, you should have you should have strayed from the rules a little bit like your boy here. But uh, Don Kincaid, I feel bad because... I think he's had a very nice season and uh, nothing, certainly nothing to be upset about. 66 catches, 589 yards, two touchdowns with a game to go. That's amazing for a rookie tight end. We're not all Sam Laporta and Kyle Pitts. So, I mean, I, it just it stinks that he's overshadowed by Sam Laporta. But Dalton Kincaid had a very nice year, and I feel like he's an underappreciated fantasy asset at the moment, veteran or not. I got to tell you, I did realize he had 66 catches, if we're just being honest with ourselves. So he deserves more credit. I agree. Good player. All right. Uh, Wait, hold on. Sorry. I was looking up. I think Dalton Kincaid may have had more. No. All right. I thought he had more fantasy points as a rookie than uh, Kyle Pitts. It was close. Um, All right. Ant, give us your veteran uh, nomination here. I went with uh, Romeo Dobbs in Green Bay. Um, yeah, I just want you know, give him a little shout out. You know, it's not like crazy years, but he had 425 yards as a as a rookie. He's got 675 this year, but some good touchdown luck, eight touchdown catches. He's a top 36 wide receiver in PPR. Like he's a player that uh, you probably took pretty late in rookie drafts last year, and if you have him now, you're probably fairly happy, but. Doesn't really get a lot of love, so I wanted to shout the guy out. If you want to feel bad about yourself, uh, Romeo Dubs finished one place over Drake London. Uh, sure but did. we'll get to that. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's coming. Sure Ryan, did. Ryan, I think Ryan. your nominee had a much, much stronger argument before last week. Yeah. Yeah. He made a lot of people rough, angry. But he did. But James Cook. He is right now third in the league in rushing, which I didn't even realize when I nominated him. I just know he's looked good minus last week. But he's third in the league in rushing in seventh receiving. If it wasn't for that pesky Josh Allen taking away from his touchdowns in the red zone, we'd be looking at somebody much, much higher than RB11. And nobody even noticed he's been that high this year. He's a budding star, I feel like, in the league. Minus what we saw last week, which was division games. You know how they go. And it's just bad time in fantasy playoffs. But he had a great year. And I'm excited we're going to keep seeing it. All right. All right. Uh, I nominated Rashad White, who is running back six. I literally only realized he was actually running back six when I was up, updating the dynasty rankings. And I'm I'm like, wow, that's a ridiculous stat. And so I'm texting this group and I'm like, guys, Rashad White, underrated. And Ant goes, did you know he's running back six? I was like, all right, we're (laughs) tweeting this. We're tweeting this, bad boy. Uh, 
what's most impressive to me is like a lot of a lot of the Rashad White haters immediately kind of went to like, oh, well, he it's all the receiving work, but he only had 60 receptions, which you know, relative to some other guys, it's not like he's not leaning on only the receptions, but he has caught 60 out of 66 targets, which is ridiculous. Yeah. So and, and nothing's changing in the future, folks. Like for me, he's the biggest buy right now. Um, because this rookie class is not going to save the running back landscape. So I think Rashad White's only going to appreciate in value. So that's your that's your hot tip here. And it looks like the Discord agrees because Rashad White takes it home uh, with the overwhelming majority of the votes. James Cook coming in uh, second place here. Any thoughts on that before we move on to disappointment of the year, guys? No, I'd I'm be glad that one ender, I'm trying to... Um, yeah, you said it was, uh, pesky Josh Allen taking stuff away from James Cook. Yeah. Hey, Buffalo, stop employing Latavius Murray and let Leonard Fournette go to the wayside. What are we doing? Like, for the love of God, every time they got inside the 10 yard line, the past two games, they're like, you know what? We're going to put in Lombardi Lenny, who has been on the couch for the first like three months of the season. And let's just, let's just see how that works out. Terrible. Just awful. All right, guys. Uh, this category here, we all cheated. It's called Disappointment of the Year. We're supposed to nominate a player. I tried really hard to think of a player. I couldn't think of a player. And I don't believe anybody else could either. So we'll do another lightning round here. Uh, Eric, who did you nominate for Disappointment of the Year? Arthur Smith. <laughs> Arthur Smith, all right, head coach of the Falcons. And who did you nominate? I had to go ahead and pencil in Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith, all right. Ryan? Arthur William Smith. He needs to have his full name said, <laughs> like the terrible child that he is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the full name is crazy. <laughs> wow. Guys, that's a clean sweep because I also had to go Arthur Smith because I was going in there and I was thinking, ah, biggest disappointment, Kyle Pitts, too easy, already a punching bag. Then I was going to say Drake London, but is it his fault? Then I was like, Bijan, this guy's fault. Yeah, it's not, it's not any of their faults. It's Arthur Smith's fault. Come on, man. I mean, geez, you can, you can do the Kyle Pitts thing. All right. And even, you know, Bijan, whatever, he finishes running back 12 still. So I still think that there's plenty of upside there, but don't you take Drake London from us specifically for me? Cause I am overexposed to that man and I am stuck <laughs> yeah. with him moving forward. A lot of Drake London. Same. This is a big Drake London podcast and we <laughs> won't stand for it. Enough of the personal attacks, Arthur. <laughs> Honestly, the Falcons are uh, my biggest disappointment franchise of the entire season. <laughs> It started in the draft when I they lost me that bet for taking a running back at eight. Yeah, it did start early. It started early. And I'm like, you. okay, well, at least they'll run the hell out of the ball and B. John will be great. No. And then he, he just takes the other two away. And he's like, you know what? You know who I'm going to feature here? I'm going to feature Johnu Smith just to stick it in Eric's craw. <laughs> and I'm like, you son of a biscuit. And I, I hate him. I hate Some people just want to see the world burn. You know what? 28 to 3 was meant to happen. Stupid bird team. All right. Well, we're on full tilt here, so I think we got to bring it back. This is a positive category. We're back on the upswing. No more negatives here, folks. 
We're going to go with sophomore star. All right. We get all the love to the rookies. And then sometimes we just we forget about them after they're rookies. But not these guys. Eric, who is your sophomore star nomination? Uh, you guys said he runs like a kid who just got new shoes at the store. And uh, I think he <laughs> runs like a cartoon character. Isaiah Pacheco, baby. My goodness. That guy is pure chaos in, in at the running back position. And uh, hell of a year. Seventh round pick last year. That kind of ties into my whole point here. People, your running backs that you love are going to go very late in the draft. That does not mean they're going to be bad. Matt will attest to that uh, when he gets to his pick. But Isaiah Pacheco, baby. Sophomore star. All right, Ant, we found it. A bright spot in the Jet season. We got, you got? no, it was going to be one of them. It was going to be a Jet. Just, it, there was only two ways for me to go. But we got to show Brees Hall the love he's due. Um, Brees has... 93 targets, 74 catches, 579 receiving yards. Only one running back has more receptions. It's one more catch. Alvin Kamara has one more catch than Brees Hall right now. Brees Hall tore his ACL a year ago. We haven't even seen probably the best of Brees Hall. And he has, uh, you know, 1,400 scrimmage yards and eight touchdowns, both rushing and receiving. So um, the dynasty running back too, Brees Hall. He hasn't even Ooh. begun to peak. I love this category because it feels like a real my guy category. Because uh, I know Ryan was really in on this guy preseason too. Who you got, Foss? Yeah, I'm going with Brian Robson. He was going in like the 60s and ADP. It was absurd. Finished his RB21,000 scrimmage yards with missing two games on an absolutely atrocious offense. We thought that he wasn't going to get work in the passing game because of Antonio Gibson, and he still caught 33 balls this year. He's one of the most consistent players they have. And I feel good about it, especially with the value I got him at. I like it. I like it. Well, we have to finish it up here with my guy. That's Kyron Williams finished as running back five in 12 games, 12 tutties average five yards per carry on 228 attempts over 1100 rushing yards added another three touchdowns through the air to boot. I mean, gosh, guys, this man was left for dead. And I have, I got him everywhere. I mean, he is the reason I've won multiple championships this year. So it, it had to be Kyron Williams for me. And it had to be Kyron Williams for the patrons as well. They overwhelmingly selected him with Brees Hall coming in second place here. But I think all four of these guys, they're they're good guys to have. You you want yeah. them on your rosters. Yeah. Breakout of the year is our next second to last category, guys. Breakout of the year. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I was going to give an explanation. I don't I don't feel like I need to. Eric, who you got? I uh, went with Jordan Love. Um, I've been a big Jordan Love fan since day he got drafted. You're welcome, Packers fans. And uh, I think I think he's. Were you born shown... when he was drafted? When I. Was I born when he was drafted? Uh, probably. A while ago. Probably older than him. I was there. I, You know what? I was in the delivery room. I delivered Jordan Love. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, cut I've the been, cord. I've been supportive since day one. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, big fan of Jordan Love. Think he's done a really good job this year. I think the Green Bay has done a really good job this year. They've uh, they've surrounded him with, with really solid young talent uh, at both wide receiver and tight end. Uh, and they they've... You know, he survived A.J. Dillon, which is nice. So, because he's Jordan stinks. Love. 
Jordan Love breakout of the year. I had to get the AJ Dillon shot in there at least once. <laughs> Jordan Love, my breakout of the year. Yeah, in all seriousness, the Jordan Love truthers, man, they deserved that one. They they waited for it and and they got it. Um, another guy we've been waiting for, like truly. And when I say I gave up on this guy, I gave in up college. on this guy. <laughs> and if you didn't give up on this guy, you're lying to yourself. Uh, but Ant, go ahead and tell us your nominee. Yeah, it's got to be Nico Collins for me. After a couple ho hum, you know, thirty catch, four hundred some on yard seasons, Nico breaks out for seventy one catches, eleven hundred yards, and seven touchdowns. That quarterback will help. Uh, still, still pretty young. Only going to be twenty five next year. I think Nico's going to have some some big years ahead of him with CJ Stroud in Houston. So shout out him, eleven hundred yards, man. That's I no, nobody saw it coming this year, and anybody who did, yeah, untruthful. Nico is almost a problem because he's just going to give like he gives anybody hope for any player that they love that hasn't broken out yet. Yeah. Be like, well, Nico did Marshall. No, don't say it. Shout out Terrace Marshall. Waiting on the no, Nico. He's going to pull a Nico. All right. <laughs> don't do that to me. All right, Ryan, who you got? Uh, I went with Rashad White. You already talked about him a little bit, man. He was everything he wanted. we he was somebody I think a lot of people liked and wasn't sure because we thought that offense would be bad. But man, he was everything we wanted to finish in the top six like that. Rashad White for me. All right. And then I went with Trey McBride. Just just a great finish to the season, especially. But 100 targets, he caught 78 of them. He finished his tight end eight with just two touchdowns. I mean, you give that guy four more touchdowns, and we're just talking about him in a totally different light here. Uh, I think he is just one of the, you know, in a very similar way to what I was talking about with Sam Laporta earlier. Like, you just, if you got him on your team, man, you better be holding him for a ransom this offseason. Just let your league mates bid him up. Don't give him cheap. You got to feel like you fleeced your league mate to give up Trey McBride right now. Uh, just a huge season. And usually, you know, we always say it's the third season for tight ends. And when they do it before that third season, that's that's a good sign. This guys, this was the closest voting. Everybody got votes on this one. Uh, I was pretty close overall, but McBride just eked out uh, Nico here for this award. So it's it's Trey, but Nico, a, a very close second here. Uh, but there was definitely love for Rashad and love as well. And guys, the ultimate award, the final award. Some years it is consensus and runaway, but I actually think this is a really good conversation to have. I feel like this is a really close group here. This is the fantasy football MVP. And Eric, you get first dibs on the nominee. I think it's appropriate that we start with CMC here. I don't know if we've ever had a year where everyone was consensus. Yeah, that's that's the top player in fantasy football, and he ended the year as the top player in fantasy football. Like, he, he went out and he did that. So, uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, is the fantasy MVP for me, and I'm sure for a lot of people. There was a lot of overthinking it with CMC, I feel like, going into the season. Not, not, not on this pod. <laughs> Not on this pod. And who do you got? I wanted to give Raheem Mostert a little love, mostly because uh, if you had him, it was cheap, man. You drafted him for free. You might have picked him up off of waivers. He might have been a throw-in in a trade. 
and then he goes for a thousand yards and 18 rushing touchdowns. Um, you know, it's not sustainable. He's 31, but we had a good time in 2023. So shout out Raheem Mostert. Absolutely incredible. But if you let him be on your roster when next season starts, you're reckless. All right. You can trade him for anything right now. But an amazing season. Uh, Foss? Uh, I'm going to Tyree Kill. He finished is a top five wide receiver nine times this season in 16 games. I'm sorry, 15 games. Nine times in 15 games and at least four outside of the top 25. He's just fancy gold at wide receiver, and you never had to worry. And he could give you those games where he won you the week at any given time. Yeah, I think Tyreek Hill is a really good nomination. He finished as the wide receiver two on the season. Who I think could be a better nomination is the wide receiver one on the season. And that's going to be CeeDee Lamb, my choice. Not only was he the wide receiver one on the season in PPR formats, but he also had a huge week 17. He won a lot of championships. If you beat, that seems to be like the thing this year, right? Like you either went against CeeDee Lamb or maybe you beat CD lamb. That's the kind of memorable takeaway from championship week. Um, so that's, that's my nominee here. Just 122 receptions, 10 touchdowns, 1651 yards. It was consistent. I felt like there were no like real down weeks with lamb. Um, and it feels good because he's always been really good, but he's never, you know, he's always like that wide receiver, I think like six to 12 range, but he finally, it all came together. So, I feel like he 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 earned the the wide receiver one crown this year. And there were votes. There were votes all around. Uh, Lamb came in a close second, but it was CMC. Like Eric said, number one player going into the season, number one player at the end of the season. Um, just just a stud. Just an absolute stud. Nothing more to it. What do we, uh, that's all the awards, boys. Any, uh, any takeaways, reactions, final thoughts? Just that we should have, yeah. And we should have had a, whatever the opposite of disappointment for the year from Arthur Smith. Shout out Mike McDaniel. Gave us both Tyreek Hill and Raheem Mostert. So Mike McDaniel gets his credit there. And Devin A-Chain. And A-Chain, yeah. True, true. Killed Wild. Yeah, I feel like we should have had a comeback player of the year. Uh, Tua would have been a good for, for Flacco. For that one. Joe Flacco, the Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, award. you're right. Yeah, my bad. Flacco my bad. Award. Joe Flacco, comeback player. Any any awards you guys want to just off the top give out here? Joe Flacco, comeback player of the year. Yeah, um, I mean he didn't die, but you know, he <laughs> his career was. Is well, anybody who could come back from playing for the New York Jets <laughs> to uh, to win themselves <laughs> some games that he was on the to Jets win themselves some that. games and get a playoff spot. So shout out to you, Joe Flacco. I'll always remember the uh, the weird times. Um, worst injury, man. Like Nick oh, Chubb was Nick, Nick Chubb. Chubb was on pace to be like top three running back. Yeah, uh, and you know Jerome Ford cleaned that up, but that was a bummer, man. Jerome Ford should have been in there for an award too for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah sophomore, the sophomore award. I kind of regret not having for that. Yeah, because we all we... liked Ford. Yeah, he's been a baller. Well, some idiot picked Brian Robinson instead for that category. Ooh, true. Be Rob, baby. All right. I think that's all the awards we got. Zay Flowers is also a goat. Um, 
couldn't couldn't yeah, squeeze I, him into a category. I wanted to put him in somewhere. I just couldn't. Also, Number one, like, Ryan Hart Award. Give give Jordan yes. Addison an award too. Jordan Addison was good too. Let's let's give him some love. Yeah. And Isaiah Likely for sophomores. Fancy playoff. Isaiah Likely's on his third season, is he not? That second. Thought. He likely is not. Is he third? Not. He feels like it. <laughs> Fantasy playoff gold. Oh, he's a sophomore. You're right. There we go. Didn't have me question my team. I didn't know if he was second or third year either. Jesus. <laughs> All right, boys. That's time to call it. <laughs> we're uh, we're off the rails a little bit here in this post New Year's episode, but. Good to be back. Nice little combination podcasting here. We'll be back next week in our separate lanes on our separate shows. But until next time, Eric, take us out. Later, taters. Later, taters.